Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,281. Surround yourself with people smarter than you. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful South Lake, Texas, Joe Mattioli. Hey, Joe, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Ready to go. Pedal down. All right. Joe Mattioli is the co-managing partner of Mattioli Weber Consulting, where they specialize in strategic planning, marketing campaigns, branding, and efficiency. He has over 40 years of experience as a CEO managing mass population events, developing and executing regional and national marketing programs and partnerships for a diverse range of organizations and events including national brands, sport venues and race teams, concert fairs and festivals, and the development, production and sale of broadcast properties. Joe's diverse background also includes running professional sporting events and teams and overseeing programs that include professional athletes. His past also includes guiding the Pocono Raceway to success with events including NASCAR, IndyCar, sports car, and motorcycle events. So, Joe, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Before I jump into the questions, would you uh, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion that you have for automobiles? Well, the career was kind of uh, left-handed in that my father was a dentist from Philadelphia who invested in real estate in the Poconos uh, back in the 60s. I just completed undergraduate work at Lehigh. I was on my way to law school, and he. Uh, an Italian family business, he said, well, come take a year off. And a year turned into 30. And uh, we had no clue what we were doing when Pocono opened in 1971. So it was the best mistake I ever made. And I got an education that law school never would have provided. So it really launched me into paths and directions and acquaintances that just uh, were phenomenal. Well, you know, one of my past guests, Cindy Sisson, is the one who suggested I reach out to you and talk to you. And that's how I meet a lot of my guests here. She said, oh, you got to talk to Joe. This guy's going to be a great guest for Cars Yeah! Podcast. So I'm glad that she connected us. Shout out to Cindy. She's a great lady. As we continue on your journey, though, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars Yeah! So, Joe, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. Well, I think, you know, what really comes to mind, you know, is, uh, you know, Hemingway's quote about, you know, there's only three sports, auto racing, bullfighting, and mountain climbing. All the rest are uh, just games. You know, and then I think if you're, when you think about it, there's so much truth in that. And it's uh, it's an amazing thing. But uh, I've done a lot of studying of Hemingway and uh, uh, his passion for bullfighting and, uh I mean, that inspired me very much so, and uh, it's kind of a mantra I live by. Hemingway. Now, there's an author, my son, who's a rabid reader, loves Hemingway, and I like to write, and my son's found this uh, app for me that is a Hemingway writing app where you put your sentences in, and it basically, as you know, Hemingway had a way of condensing a sentence but still getting the point across without all this extra flowery fluff and stuff, but he did it in such a unique way, and this app actually works. It's pretty incredible. It just takes out all the extra stuff you don't need. So whenever I even write an email, I try to 
think. How would Hemingway write this email? Well, you're going to send me the link. I'd, I'd love to take a look at I that. Will. I will. I'm nowhere close to a Hemingway, that's for sure. But uh, I always love it. And let me ask you this, because you worked around the racing industry. And I've heard people say this in the past. Oh, race car drivers, they're not real athletes. You just get in a car and drive. Well, if you've ever driven a race car, you'll know that's not true. I raced for 12 years and I've interviewed hundreds of race car drivers. Let me get your impressions of that, of the the value of being a race car driver in the sense of being compared to someone who's as daring as a bullfighter or uh, or or anything else. I think without a doubt that uh, when you look at the intensity, uh, I mean, it's a little bit easier today with power steering, but you go back 30 years when you had to manhandle cars around a racetrack, you know, but the split second decisions, I mean, not even a second, you know, like to say a, a race car driver is not an athlete. And I did the same thing. I ran uh, three quarter midgets, full midgets, some sprint cars. And I'll tell you why, getting a car sideways. And But then I played a host of other sports around track, played football, which was kind of interesting. I was 130 pounds and five foot six and oh, yeah. ended up in the emergency room a lot. But no, without a doubt, I think you know, race car drivers. And I'll tell you who did a, a great study on that was Lynn St. James. Oh, yeah. You know, she really did in-depth uh, as far as reaction time. And when you think, you know, about your heartbeat, 20 miles an hour, your respiration, everything else. You know, but I, I think part of the thing is that race car drivers tend to be, you know, smaller in stature. But I'll tell you what, it's, uh, you know, from a, a sense of bravery as well as uh, skill sets, you know, physical skill sets. I think they're right there. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I just got to spend a weekend with Lynn at the uh, Classic Auto Show. I was the MC for all the celebrities there, and she had a panel of women. Uh, women on Wheels, this incredible group of women that were all actually have been guests on my show. Jesse Combs, Tingit Hammond, who's a land speed record. She's gone over 300 miles an hour. Bogey from All Girls Garage has been up there. Uh, Karen Salvaggio, who's an incredible powerhouse in the automotive industry. I mean, there's a whole host of them. And yeah, Lynn, um, I, I love what she's done with her career after racing. I mean, she still does some vintage racing and so forth, but, uh, Definitely, these drivers have to be exceptional athletes these days with the speeds these cars are going. Let's talk about your passion for cars and go back in time and have you share a story, that pivotal moment in your life, and you knew that you were indeed going to be a car guy. You know, my interest really started when my father got involved uh, in Pocono. You know, at the time, it was just a thousand acres. It used to be a spinach farm, you know, and uh, he would take me as a... 10 year old and that's going to be turn one that's going to be turn two you know being the only boy i became passionate about what my father was passionate about my father was quite a horse trader and uh people that couldn't afford to pay bills for his dental work he would trade things so somehow i got a hold of a 55 t-bird you know the first year of the t-bird rag top and i just fell in love with that car from that point on i mean it, it had this low really gravelly rumble. I mean, it handled incredible. So that was really my first love affair of a car. Mm -hmm. uh, he let me borrow it over a uh, Christmas holiday. And unfortunately, I backed it into a snowbank. Uh -oh. about, at the time, it was a lot of money, about $300 worth of damage. So my winter break, uh, I worked at a ski area, and every dollar I made went to fix it in the car, hopefully that he would not notice and get it back to him. Oh, but, uh, the 55 yeah. T-Bird is still a heartthrob of mine. And, uh, and then my first car was a uh, Austin Healy Sprite. Yeah, I just had a I had a, rain. Well, yeah, well, let's not pick on the British too much, but they're <laughs> an easy target. 
uh, the old British cars. I just had a, a, a second or third cousin of mine contact me via Facebook out of Texas, uh, back where you are. This my dad grew up, and he has one. And his question was, is this car worth restoring? And I said, well, you've opened a whole Pandora's box of the thought process here. I'm going to tie you into a guy who's been on my show that's the bug eye sprite guy, um, who you probably know of. He's, he's like the industry leader in this stuff. You should talk to him. Uh, whether you think you want to sink some money into this thing, but, uh, very, very cool. Well, let's talk about some challenges, a challenge or a failure that you faced. I like this question because it helps others who might be going through similar things understand there's a way out, that there's a learning lesson here, which is the most valuable part and that there is a way to move forward. So kind of walk us through one of those in your career that really kind of beat you up a bit and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career, your business or your life. Well, probably the biggest challenge, you know, was Pocono. Like I said, the family had no experience. You know, my father somehow uh, convinced the bank back in 1970 to loan him $7 million to build the track. Wait, I I need to talk to your dad. I think (laughs) (laughs) that is incredible to loan a dentist that much money to make a racetrack. Your dad was a horse trader, wasn't he? Oh, my he? goodness. Absolutely. But uh, wow, he had been conned into investing money. He had, uh, he knew about real estate, but he didn't know anything about racing. And they had bought this thousand acres for you know 50 bucks an acre. He figured at the end of the day, we can sell real estate and make a profit. So the people that were uh, leading the charge, he finally figured out after they blew through millions he had brought to the table that they didn't know any more than he did. So in 1970, he got the money. We completed, it was a three-quarter mile oval when it started. And we had Evil Knievel jump there, you know, back in 69. And we ran modifieds and uh, guys like Bentley Warren, you know, racing was a three-quarter mile track. But we finished the big track in 71. We were still painting numbers on the seats the night before the race. Wow. You know, people walked out with N22 on their butt. Um, <laughs> and the first big race was a, uh, a USAC IndyCar race called the Schaefer wow. 500. And we thought, well, once we get open, it's just be biggest problem will be counting the money. Well, no. no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so we were technically bankrupt, you know, three times. And uh, my father was still practicing dentistry, and I was the only full-time family member. And a family business, failure's not an option. So you just have to figure it out. And whether it be barter, whether it be trade, you know, and trying to sell racing in the Northeast back in the 70s was not the easiest sell in the world. And then we got caught, if you remember, we got things turned around and started moving. And then um, uh, CART went heads up with uh, USAC. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's right after Tony Holman passed away. Yeah. So we got boycotted by uh, IndyCar twice. Ended up uh, one year we had maybe half dozen IndyCars and uh, Silver Crown cars competing in the Schaefer 500. So uh, end of the day, uh, we won a... Uh, out of court settlement on an antitrust suit. Things started coming back. And then uh, NASCAR, we brought to uh, the track in 1974. And uh, my dad and Bill Sr. Uh, were good friends. And they were nice enough to give us a second date. Uh, oh, I want to say 82. Mm-hmm. And NASCAR just started taking off. Uh, we really focused on our NASCAR racing. I mean, I love open wheel and still do. But it took, you know, a good 10 years. But by the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, you know, we finally dug our way out of debt. We had money in the bank. Uh, we were selling out. But it was um, tough ride. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we were a 25-year instant success. So, yeah, but, you, you know, know. traded for 
you know, when you can survive something like that. And, and something I feel bad about is so many kids, um, you have to have the opportunity to fail. You have to have the opportunity of making payroll mm-hmm. and of sweating out, you know, are the checks coming in quicker than they're going out. And I think young folks who don't have that opportunity really lose something as managers. Yeah. You know, it's a wonderful story in the sense that you did come out on the top, but the learning lessons had to be just compounding on top of each other. And I'll tell you, kudos to the spirit of your father and obviously you to keep this going and never give up. And it is. It, it's a testament to the old saying that every race car driver I've had on the show, his mantra is never, ever give up. It just don't ever get, no matter what, you could be 10 laps behind and you know there could be a huge crash up ahead and you're the last guy that drives through the, the mayhem and gets the checkered flag. But yeah, I think you're right. It, you have to go through failures. You think about it when you go, I'm reading a book right now and talks about that. When you go back to a childhood, why you let a child who's trying to walk stumble and fall? Because they learn it kind of hurts to fall. Don't fall. Uh, if, you, if you bend over and pick them up all the time and they never learn, they will never learn. And they'll never be daring. They'll never try things. They'll never go out. That's an extreme example, but I think it's exactly what you were talking about. Well, you kind of answer this next question for me, and that's your first really special car, that 55 T-Bird. Uh, is there another car that was really special for you or maybe one before that that really stands out? You know, I got spoiled. In that, you know, as the, the president of Pocono, part of my job was getting my sales guys to put together pace car programs. I really got spoiled. I mean, I, I didn't buy a new car, I think, until I was 45. Because every wow. year the companies would come in. Uh, but probably the most fun I had in, in one of those programs, uh, we had a deal with Jaguar. And nice. I had an XJ12. Ooh, nice. And I got more tickets. <laughs> I mean, and it, it was just, the thing was not quick off the line, but... I'll tell you what, from uh, 45 to 150, it just flew. But uh, it's a long runner. <laughs> uh, but it's, in the Poconos, it was not exactly a uh, a great car. I mean, uh, God love them, but they couldn't get out of their own way in snow. Yeah. You know, but uh, on a you know wet, non snowy road, it just was a rocket ship. Great, great fun. Yeah, no doubt. How about Solar's Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go you really wish you had back? I'll tell you that Sprite. That Austin Hill Sprite. Okay. Okay. You know, it was my uh, my seven hundred fifty dollar car with sixty five thousand miles on it that I borrowed seven hundred fifty bucks from my sister who charged me twenty percent interest. So it had twenty percent. Oh, yeah, your sister was your sister was a brutal business uh, lady. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I had a uh, I was going to Lehigh. I was on a uh, meal program. Uh, I was a ski instructor, you know, through uh, through college. And a ski instructor normally most skiers will honor your your coat and give you free passes. So. Buddy and I decided we were going to go to Vermont go skiing over Easter. And I had a meal program that paid for my meals through Easter. So I went to the dean of students. I said, look, I want to take the food with me. He says, what are you, crazy? I said, no, I paid for it. Pack it up. Yeah. So we drive up in this Austin Hillary Sprite. We've got bolognese and salamis hanging from the window. I got <laughs> a couple of gallons of coleslaw and breads and all that. And we found a place to stay for five bucks a night and had the best time, best experience. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of good memories and uh, love to uh, get one of those puppies back again. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, the frugality of a college student to figure out how to make something happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Did that myself, putting myself through college many, many a time. How can I finagle this, finagle that? I remember I used to detail cars for, there was a, I was in San Diego and there was a lot of tuna fisher, fishing fleets there at the time. They've all gone now, but 
And I remember I would wax cars for cases of tuna. And uh, to this to this day, I have a hard time eating tuna fish because <laughs> I lived on that stuff. Tuna fish and top ramen. Yeah, that was my meal of choice. But, you know, it was some protein, some carbs, and you're, you know, surfing every day, working out. It's no big deal. Well, I would love for you to share what has you excited and fired up right now. Explain a little bit more about your business, what you're doing now. I mean, you've gone through growing and retiring and coming out of retirement. You talked about in our pre-show chat about your wife, you know, a little bit. Of, she does that. She's retired. Now she's not. I mean, you guys are just go-getters. There's no such thing as sitting around. But I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what has you excited and fired up this year about what you're doing. Well, something uh, I had, when I stepped out from Pocono, I just decided to go play. And I ran a track in uh, Little Oval in South Boston, Virginia, uh, where Burton and uh, the Comptons came from. And I, I, I had a love of short track racing. I uh, did that, then went on and did the same thing at the old fairgrounds in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, which incredibly, it's the second oldest active racetrack in the country, second only to Milwaukee. Really? I didn't yep. know that. Wow. Uh, yeah. The history is just phenomenal. And I uh, spent five years doing that and just fell in love with Nashville. I mean, it's a phenomenal town, but it's just exploding right now. Uh, there's probably 26 high rises going up as we speak. Wow. It's become the bachelorette capital of the world. The airport just went international. But uh, 15 years ago, you know, threw out the idea, what about if we dropped a track around the football stadium at Titans Field? It, it got some interest, but uh, right after that, if you remember, uh, Nashville, maybe don't, uh, the Cumberland flooded, and it just put Nashville underwater. So about five years ago, I re-teed up the idea and uh, basically now just doing some consulting on the concept. But I think Nashville could be a phenomenal I mean, you're only five hours from Indianapolis. Um, you know, it's a crossroads, kind of like Oklahoma City between uh, 24, uh, 40, uh, an international airport. And it's, it's like Texas in that you've got no uh, personal income tax. But uh, downtown Nashville, as far as an entertainment destination, uh, I mean, today from 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, it's just wall to wall on Broadway. And it's, it's a remarkable town. It's very uh, cosmopolitan. Probably the best sushi I ever had was in Nashville. Wow. And Vanderbilt's the uh, largest employers. You know, you've got a whole host of companies called Baser, whether it be Dollar General, Tractor Supply, uh, Cracker Barrel. But uh, no, so I'm doing a little consulting on that. I mean, it, it'd be a, a dream come through and uh, some good folks are, are trying to put it together. And I'm just trying to you know, I, I figured I've screwed up enough things in racing to know the mistakes. So yeah, I can what not them. to do. <laughs> what not to do. But uh, did the same thing, uh, similar fashion. A friend of mine got the rights to do a Grand Prix in uh, Washington, D.C. And we dropped a track in around the RFK Stadium. And uh, about three months out, he said, I'm a great marketer, but uh, had never promoted a big event. So he brought me in and I wrote a 2,000-page event manual. And uh Kind of blast. Holy cow. Well, you still. Fun, but I, yeah. I think that, I'll tell you, the, the one thing in racing that's I'm passionate about, we do a very bad job as far as having a ladder for aspiring drivers. If daddy doesn't have a big pocketbook, talent goes unnoticed. So I did a thing, uh, a name you probably recall, Oscar Kowalski. Oscar, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Auto World years ago. Auto World, sure. Yep. But uh, Oscar came out with these little kitty racers or little electric Indy cars uh, that for kids four to seven and bringing race cars to elementary schools. Uh, we did a reach race program where the kids that read the most books got to race. 
and it would drive librarians crazy. But I think developing a platform where if you have talent, whether you have money or not, and there's a, a clear path uh, from X you know, to Y, uh, but right now, I mean, so much of it and having, you know, been the daddy writing checks when my father was or my son was driving in the uh, Arca and the truck series. It's just stupid expensive. Yeah. And uh, finding a way for young people to uh, to live that dream would be something I'd, I am investing time and energy in. Well, there you go. There's yet another future career for the very talented show. Uh, this is incredible. You know, yesterday's guest on the show was Alexander Rossi, who is a oh, yeah, sure. driver for uh, Andretti Autosport. He also was an F1 driver. Um, and he talked about uh, at 10, his dad bought him a go-kart. And that started everything. And then by the time he was 17, he was signed to be an F1 driver. But uh, that ladder, getting up there, getting through that whole process, I've had many racers on the show. It's always money that's the challenge, always. Talent uh, is definitely important, but... Um, how you fund it and how you bring money to the table so these guys could run uh, is a big challenge. So very cool. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of fun things. In well, I'll tell future. you one of the uh, highlights uh, I look back on is uh, back in the 70s, uh, Tim Richmond had just uh, become Rookie of the Year at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And if you remember that uh, incredible picture of him riding on Johnny Rutherford's side pod to Victory Lane, well, Tim came to Pocono uh, for an IndyCar race, but he had uh, wrecked his car in Milwaukee. So I got to know him. We started chatting. And uh, at that time, the Motor Racing Network was doing our radio broadcast. And I got him a job doing color on that, but talked about him coming back and driving a stock car. And uh, I'm like, no, 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 where am I going to find it? So we got uh, Uno, uh, the car game, was one of the sponsors, uh, Caesars Resorts. We got them on board and uh, he drove his first cup race. We put it together uh, in a car owned by DK Aldrich. And went uh, NASCAR racing. And the rest is history. I mean, he was as good as good could be. I mean, he and Earnhardt were so diverse, but so close as friends. But uh, watching his career and knowing that I had a part in uh, getting him, you know, from uh, into NASCAR was uh, is always something I'll look back on. Yeah, very something to be proud of for sure. Well, Joe, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors that make this all possible. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me 
through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars yeah TV show? That's right. Cars yeah is now on MAV-TV. I visit some of the past Cars yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MAVTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars yeah TV. MAV-TV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MAVTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Joe, we're back, and I have a bit of an introspective question. I'm your psychologist here. You're on the couch, and I'm going to ask you a question about if you came back tomorrow manifested as a vehicle, it's not what you want to be. It's how you perceive yourself as a vehicle. What would Joe be and why? I think I would be a Volkswagen with an incredible uh, turbocharger on it. So people look at me and figure... Oh, I can blow him away and not know what's <laughs> under the hood. It's always great to be underestimated. Yeah, I like it. Very nicely said. Very cool. Well, we are entering the last lap. You've been around enough races to know what this means. The white flag's out. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? Never quit. There you go. I love it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Surround yourself with people smarter than you. Yeah, mom always said, hang out with the right people. Don't hang out with the wrong people. She was always right. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy that you've enjoyed? I would read anything about Humpy Wheeler. Okay. Humpy Wheeler was my mentor. He still is. He can see over the top of the hill and what's next. And uh, he's no spring chicken, but I'll tell you what, uh, youngsters are going to have a hard time keeping up with him. And I'll tell you, the other two people that were instrumental in my life were my mom and dad. Yeah, awesome. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive or racing industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Bill France Sr. Ah, yeah. He was the most amazing man. I had a chance to spend some time with him as as a youngster, and he would meet you once. You wouldn't see him in five years. He would never forget. Wow. But he had a way of making anybody he saw feel special. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, Mark Twain and uh, Huckleberry Finn. If you remember in Huckleberry Finn, he's out painting a fence and it looks like a terrible job or whatever. And people are walking by and he's whistling and he got everybody wanting to paint fences. And Bill France Sr. got everybody interested in painting fences. So if you can motivate people, not intimidate them, but motivate them, uh, you build a team. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Speaking of books. Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed reading? Well, I, I think it would be, um, you know, Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. You know, it's, awesome. uh, we learn so much about where we're going by understanding where we've come from. And okay. Mark Twain sure had a, had a great uh, view of the world, uh, where it was and where it was going. Yeah. One of those all-time greats. I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources on Joe's very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Joe Mattioli, that's M-A-T-T. I-O-L-I, and that page will pop right up. All right, Joe, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Doesn't matter who owns it, where it is, I'm going to park it in your garage. But here are a couple rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. You got to keep it. You got to drive it. No garage queens allowed here at Cars, yeah. And it's the only cool collector car you can have which is the tough part of this deal that makes the choice very, very important. So 
What can I buy you? I'm going to go back to the 55 Tabor. Oh, okay. Back to your roots. No, absolutely. It's, uh, I was a young man driving that car and, uh, it would make me feel like a young man driving it today. And, uh, I was sporting it around today on a, uh, uh, Mustang GT convertible with a six speed. Yeah. Just love it. But I, I think that 55 T-Bird just make my heart go pitter pat. What color would you like that T-Bird? Oh, it's got to be black. Black. Okay. You don't Absolutely. see too many black ones. When I was a little boy, my Aunt Ginny, her daughter, Paula, they bought her when she turned 16, a yellow 57 T-Bird. I think that was a year at the porthole window yep. uh, in the hard top there. And I remember as a little boy going over to their house for Thanksgiving and for dinners and things and always asking, can I get a ride in the T-Bird? Can I get a ride in the T-Bird? And they take the top off and we go driving that thing. It was just, uh, that was a really cool little car. Oh, yeah. So uh, very nice. Well, I'll get shopping for you here, Joe, of black okay. 55 T-Bird. See what I can find. Be a fun drive from Gig Harbor to uh, Texas to deliver that car. Looking forward to that. Well, you've taken me on a great ride today. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. And thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the Texas sunset in that 55 T-Bird? Your family. Let them know you love them every day. Yeah, yeah. Pretty simple, pretty easy. But sometimes we take it for granted that we're so fortunate to have family with us and around us. So uh, reach out to somebody today. It's pretty easy. Text, a phone call. Facebook message, whatever it might be, an email. Just tell them you love them. Great advice. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with what you're doing? Are you active out there in social media? Uh, not as much as I'd like to be, but i um, going to start getting more active. But the uh, com would be a way to uh, follow what we're doing. Okay, great. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Joe's show notes page so you can connect with him. Joe, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your many wonderful experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!